0: Welcome to another episode of Infinity X, where we give a stage and microphone to human excellence in the pursuit of never-ending opportunities and merging ecosystems with world-renowned entrepreneurs and influencers. Now, here's your host, David
1: Harder. From the Howard Halls of Epic Financial Strategies here in Red Bank, New Jersey, We are Infinity X giving a stage and microphone to human excellence in the pursuit of creating infinite sales opportunities by having conversations with people like the mighty Katie Barnett. What's up, Katie? How are you doing tonight?
0: I'm good. How are you? Can you hear me? Okay.
1: Yeah, yep. We got you loud and clear. What's going on? Oh
0: my gosh. Okay. So I've done a lot of lives. I've done a lot of zooms. I've done a lot of podcasts, but I've never done all three at once. And so my palms are sweating.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, buckle your seatbelt. Cause we're in for a hell of a night tonight. Right. But <laughs> <I'm excited. laughs> happy Tuesday to you, Katie. So what's going on in, with you in the
0: world? Oh, you know, in between business and all things leadership and a million different meetings today, I'm making Valentine's Day boxes nine. and <laughs> 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 all of that stuff, trying to figure out what's for dinner and and you know, just fitting it all in. Fitting
1: it all in. Who are the who are the Valentine's boxes for?
0: I've got three littles, five, three. seven, and nine. Oh. And I oscillate between, you know, waiting for them to be 13, 15, and 17 and wishing we could go back five years. So <laughs>
1: Uh, be, be careful what you wish for. I got an eighteen, a seven, and a three. So I have a little bit of chaos all over the place right now.
0: <laughs> you did it right though. That eighteen-year-old could come in really handy.
1: I got to tell you. So I was out in uh, Utah. One of our one of our partners is Chris Crone, and Chris runs um, events at his event center in Provo. So my wife and I went out there, and we were there from Wednesday through Saturday. And I flew back separate from my wife. My my daughter um, babysat for three days and uh, the kids survived. I will say the kid, you know, the home Uh, did not break down. Um, but the, the cleaning skills of 18 year olds are a little bit left to be desired, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah. You just got home to a tornado and she's like, they're alive. Everyone made it.
1: There <laughs> was out like this. And uh, yeah, it was, uh, you know, she, um, she definitely is going to be watching a lot of, uh, teenage mom from this point going forward. Cause you know, cause it's like, okay, I don't want that right yet, but nope,
0: <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah. yeah. The ultimate birth control.
1: That's exactly right that's exactly right <laughs> folks we are infinity X we are joined by Katie Barnett she is a health and wellness coach mega panor, 22,000 uh, followers on Instagram uh, and we're gonna dive really really deep into her story what she's up to in the world replay will be available on we are Infinity X YouTube and we are so Katie so let's go um, back to the let's go back to the beginning where are you from and and what was you know growing up in childhood like
0: I grew up in Southern California in a town called Newberry Park. It's a little bit, I always describe it, it's right in between Malibu and Santa Barbara, which sounds pretty idyllic. And it is, it's a it's an idyllic little town. It's pretty amazing. So just set back from the coast a little bit. We're like 15 minutes in, and and uh growing up, I had no idea what a beautiful and perfect little town it was. <laughs> it wasn't until I got out of it that I was like, oh, it's like a little Dr. Seussville. But <laughs> um <laughs> So yeah, I grew up in Southern California in a little suburb, Um, two older brothers who are eight and 12 years older than I am. So I was like the, I was the surprise, although I'm pretty sure that I I was just thought of as a mistake more often than not in my (laughs) my (laughs) growing up years.
1: (laughs) Highly doubt that, that, but
0: (laughs) I put them through it. I did, you know,
1: (laughs) we all have at one point or another. Right. And then we grow older and we say, uh, mom, dad, you were so right. I'm so sorry. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, you know, I should have listened, but, um, so grew up in, uh, in between, I'm sorry, the town was
0: Newberry park,
1: Newberry park between Santa yeah. Monica and Malibu. And so what was that like? Um, you know, it's,
0: it was, it was, it was fun. I, my brothers were older and they both did sports big and football was kind of our big thing. And so starting at two, three years old, I was cheering at their, like, you know, started cheer- cheerleading, just like my mom just got me a uniform and I would just cheer on the sidelines until they started like pulling me in. In high school, I started cheering with their high school teams when I was little. I would think my brother was 16. I was only four cheering at their high school games. I just wanted all the all the spotlight, I guess. And now I look at my daughter and I'm like, I don't know where she gets it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> apple didn't fall far from the tree no. and um did you um end up going to college
0: i did so i went to san luis obispo uh cal poly san luis obispo i was pre-med okay. and um i would so i i put my parents through some stuff but i was also like a pretty good kid in in high school you know it was a, a lot of things flew under the radar um but you know I, I, I did, I made their hair turn a little gray, but it wasn't until college that I was like, I am free. <laughs> and so long story short, I roomed with my cousin, we're a lot of trouble together. And my second year, I actually, I don't remember what, what year it was. My first, maybe after my first year, I failed out, like I was not made for pre-med and I wasn't, uh, I think that I w- I could have done it, but I was. I just had you know, more exciting things to do at the time. So I failed out of college. That was horrible, by the way. My dad's a fire chief. My brother uh, was, so my two older brothers, one is a captain for Beverly Hills Fire Department and has his own construction company, that very successful construction company. My other brother went to the Air Force Academy and is uh, retired now, but he was uh, an incredible fighter pilot. And so wow. he 15, so I had a lot to live up to. And um I failed out of college.
1: <laughs> Was that hard? Was that a lot of pressure? Did you feel the pressure at that point? Or did you kind of not recognize and like, okay, I'm just gonna do my thing?
0: Yeah. Well, I think that it's really interesting because I have a lot of friends with like little sisters and now friends with kids, right? Who are in that like new college. I have nieces, most of my nieces and nephews are now in that early 20s area. Mm-hmm. Yep. And um you go through this thing where you know that you're not making the right choices, but you don't want to have to face them. And so you just kind of disappear from like the family and the world so that you don't have to like address the decisions you're making in life. Sure. Yep. And I can't imagine how scary that was for my family, you know, like, I mean, cause I wasn't like, I wasn't off, you know, living on the streets or anything. I was just having a good time. But at the same time I was i wasn't available i remember like i remember my, when my niece being born and partying and being like oh cool like <laughs> not checking in and and so um i just think that i like to remind my friends and family like look they're going to come around just remind them that you love them and and know that they're just kind of in that, like figuring themselves out area and space in life. And, and that's where I was. I wasn't, I wasn't in too much trouble, but I did, I did fail out of college. I was making some bad choices. And so what was really funny was that, um, you know, I did, I did feel like I had a lot to live up to my brother at that point was incredibly successful, both of them. And I, my dad said to me when I finally got the courage to tell them what had happened with all of their money. (laughs) I, uh, he said, you know, well, we're not going to pay for you to keep living there. Obviously one and two, like, Hey, it's okay. College just isn't your thing. And neither of my parents had graduated from college. They were, my dad was very successful. My mom has done amazing. And he was like, it's fine. Like, it's just not your thing. Come home, get a job. And, and he meant it. He wasn't, he wasn't questioning anything. And I think that that was, it was a, a gift that he gave me, but it also made me go, no, you know what? Like this is my thing. Like I want, I want a college degree. I know that I'm smart. I know I can do this. I didn't get in pre med for nothing, you know. I I had every intention of finishing school,
1: That's and incredible.
0: so they were like, and I said, I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving San Luis Obispo. So they were like, okay, well then, here you go. You're on your own. Figure it out. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was funny because my very first class, I was dating a guy. That kind of helped, right? Um,
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> I, there was a guy involved.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> you know, 20, 20, years, <laughs> yeah. 20 years and three kids later, it turned wow. out okay. That's
1: <laughs> no, just fine. That's but, incredible. That's awesome.
0: So, yeah, there was this guy there. And I, I enrolled in the junior college, got myself a job, worked really hard. But my first class at the junior college, I didn't show up for the first, for the first class. It was like a U.S. history class. And I, cause I was, I was with a guy. And so I'm like, it's junior college. Like I can still just get by doing, you know, bare minimum and which I didn't before, but you know, so I show up to get like what I missed on the first day. And he, he just straight up said, you're going to fail this class you know i'll give you the work that you missed but you're going to fail this it's mm-hmm. not this isn't an easy class and i was like okay and that was in that moment that was like from then on college was yeah
1: wow wow and so and so did you end up finishing would you what 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 did you get in that class
0: i got the highest grade in that class i got an a plus like every test everything i just was yeah watch this and he had written the book i don't know those of you who went to college um, like when your professor writes the book, you're pretty much like screwed
1: <laughs> <laughs> in every way, right? Like well, check the book. Well, I wrote it, so
0: you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So oh. that was that. That kicked me into gear. I don't know. For me, you know, being told I can't do something clearly uh, is what what really motivates me.
1: I love that. I love that, guys. This is Katie Barnett. We are Infinity X. If you have a question for Katie, please put it in the chat. I will get to it during the course of the conversation. So, Katie, so when you graduated from the junior college, um, did, well, actually, let me ask. Let me take a step back. Did you graduate from the junior college, or did you then transfer after that? Like, what what had transpired next?
0: So I transferred. Yeah, I transferred up to uh, Chico State. That was kind of a funny question. It's a funny thing too. So again, the boy had moved now up north to, cause that was where he worked. And so Chico state was the, was the place for me. And, um, I had all of these bad grades, you know? And so I remember contacting their, their, you know, department to discuss one of these grades that I was really worried about. And it was like a C minus and something. And he goes, C minus, good enough for Chico State. And I was like, oh, this is going to be cool. This is going to be
1: great. <laughs> oh, my. we welcome the C minuses. Bring them all in. Yeah. <laughs> I know.
0: I think it's a little harder nowadays. But <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. at the time,
0: I was like, awesome. Cool. Let's do this. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I went to Chico State. I graduated. My original plan was nursing um, okay. and I pivoted at the looking back. You know, I think everything happens for a reason. And I'm so thankful for where my path took me. But at the time, you know, I was just about to turn 21. And they were like, it's going to take an extra year to get your nursing degree. And I was like, no, thank you. Mm -hmm. Uh, Now I'm like, everybody stay in college as long as you possibly can. (laughs) Don't get out into the real world. But, um, yeah, so I did, I graduated Chico state. I went on, I graduated, ended up graduating in health science, went on and got my teaching credential, um, taught at the high school level for a while. That was, I loved, I love, I love 14 year olds. Like they're just so much fun to work with. They're so malleable, but at the same time, I think they have it all figured out. Um, so I did that. And then I went back and got my graduate's degree in education and, uh, and then, and then I worked a little bit and then I had babies.
1: Okay. Oh, fantastic. Okay. So you had three kids, right? And it was at that point that were you in a reflection, uh, like an inflection point where you're saying to yourself, okay, do I want to remain home with my kids? Do I want to go back to the workforce? What, what, what was the decision pro- thought process there?
0: You know, it was, there were a lot of things I get. Can I go back to like right before my grad? grad?
1: Please, please, absolutely.
0: <laughs> Cause I think there was this really pivotal moment that happened for me and it was I think it was right before I went back to school to get my teaching credential. And I was working with a construction company and it was was
1: your brother's construction company or
0: no, it was another one up in Chico.
1: Oh, okay. Okay.
0: Yeah. So, and I was working as it was like an office. I I worked in the office, but I was um, like an operations coordinator for, uh, and it was a large company um, that worked all over the North state. And so um, I was, you know, make creating new systems and, I was doing a great job. I was, and I was young and, and I was earning a really good income for what it was. And, um, so they took me into their, like the big office one day. I'm like, what did I do wrong? And (laughs) they sit me down to tell me that they see me becoming the office manager and that that would come with like a huge raise. And this was kind of like in the future, this is what we see us grooming you for. They said, we want to give you like a $3 raise, which was huge at the time. And, um, and I was so just, I felt really honored. It was so kind of them. And I walked out of that office and was like, I got to go back to school. <laughs> there, <laughs> there is no way that, that my life ends in this office as an, as an office manager, you know?
1: Yeah.
0: And. I didn't know what my plans were for myself, but I did know, you know, and looking back, I had no idea what that like moment was going to mean to me, but looking back, it's like, I've, I've done that since then a number of times and it was like, yeah, no, this isn't, this isn't going to be my end all, you know? And, um,
1: Were you feeling entrepreneurial at that point?
0: I just, I remember always thinking of entrepreneurs as some kind of just like shooting star of a person, you know? I couldn't imagine what it would take to start a business on your own. It seemed so impossible and so awesome the idea of working for yourself. And I think that's what really I loved about the idea of teaching was getting to you know, plan your curriculum and really get to take ownership of what you do in the classroom and especially at the high school level you have a little bit more autonomy. And um, so but the idea of entrepreneurism was like, it seemed really out of reach for me. So it was something that I loved the idea of, but it felt impossible.
1: We are Infinity X, giving a stage and microphone to human excellence. This is Katie Barnett. And Katie, you know, I can identify with that thought, you know, because I think that at one point or another, somebody either has something that transpires in their nine to five, right? And or they 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 feel some sort of conflict or they feel some sort of ceiling on what their income capabilities are going to be. And they start to think about, OK, well, what would it be like to go into business for myself? And, um, you know, they either snap out of that real fast or they they look at an opportunity jump at an opportunity don't map it out don't plan it out right go about it all wrong and then fail and call entrepreneurship um you know a waste you know like it's okay that that doesn't work you know i can't network market i can't you know be i can't be in commission-based sales well you know what you you can't because you've coached yourself out of it because you didn't approach it with a plan right Um, but you know in teaching Right. Uh, and I come from a long line of teachers. Personally, I'm, I, I feel like a teacher as a financial planner. Right. I'm very, very much a teacher and a coach. But, you know, there's a ton of entrepreneurship in in teaching. Right. Because, you know, number one, you're making the most important sales presentation every single day without fail. You can't have an off day with kids right? You are not allowed to, right? Whether you're hungover or you're not, you can't not be prepared, right? And so what was the experience for you, like in, especially 14 year olds, because they pick up on crap, right? They pick up on anything that doesn't smell right. So what was that experience? What was that experience like like leading up to um, having the kids? Um,
0: You know, I loved working, I loved working in the classroom it, what it taught me more than anything was how to admit my faults. Wow. Because just like you said, 14 year olds, like they get it and they will smell, they'll smell a rat. Like, yeah, and sure. I think that ugh, I wish I could remember his name. I had this student who had come from an inner city mm. and he was easily like, I had. 14 year olds in this class, but he was, it was his senior year. Yeah, And, yeah. um, and I think that he was like, he was, he was like 19. And I remember the first day of class, like he was so intimidating. He was easily like a foot and a half taller than me. I'm pretty short. And he just took me as a joke, you know, like this, I was so young too. He was like, I bet he said, like, I bet I'm older than you. I was like, well, <laughs> you do look older than me. I will give you that. <laughs>
1: it's like the chin hair gave it away you know
0: <laughs> yeah, like he was a big big dude and um and he needed the class you know and I I there it, it was rough in the beginning because and I was like you know what if I just like get over my ego and it's not about like you don't need to be a kid with them they have to respect you mm-hmm. but also like what comes with respect is your ownership of you know Whatever it is, saying like you know what, guys, I don't know that. We're gonna have to Google it. I have no answer for you.
1: Mm-hmm. Sure, sure. Um,
0: and so, just that class, and it was one of my first. It was while I was student teaching, but that class, gosh, it taught me so much. And I remember my my mentor at the time going like, "This is gonna be rough." And I was like, "No, I think I think I've got this." And it was um, I it was, it was humbling and amazing. And he did, he did end up graduating, which was so, so cool. And I remember seeing him, I was doing jury duty. Um, and I got to see him and his, and his little, he had a little baby with him and and he like, he remembered me, you know, and that was like, that was just such a feeling. Um, so I think beyond just like the, the part where I had to create things and learn things along the way. It was really just more of the leadership that I got to learn, especially because I was young at the time. And so um, to learn a level of leadership for kids at that age who they can, they can mutiny like pretty quick. Like they, you can get a whole classroom of kids turning on you pretty fast.
1: I can, Im- I can imagine. And that would be, I, I mean, that would be a super, I've never put myself into that position, but that would be super scary, you know, cause you know, they're because they think they have it all figured out in one set and the other side, you know, obviously they don't, but when they rally together, that can, you know, that, that I can imagine that would be pretty intimidating, but so, so how many years did you teach uh, that at that grade level?
0: You know, I was only teaching for it was about three years, and and then went into um, my grad program. Taught through my grad program, but wound up going to a nonprofit and creating curriculum for the nonprofit for a while.
1: Okay, all right. And then what happened after that? Now, what happened after you know working with the nonprofit? Was that what at the point you had kids?
0: Yeah. So I, we were actually, we were trying for a long time. i had had a miscarriage and then in grad school, and then we were trying for about a year and a half. And so when I did finally get pregnant, um, after the miscarriage and, and I, I worked for a little while and then, um, you know, with complications and stuff, I wound up saying, okay, you know what, this is like, I, I remember having a conversation with my husband and, he was like, we were kind of talking about what my future was going to be my career and and all this stuff. And I was like, you know, there's nothing that's going to, there's no job that's going to complete me. I want to be a mom. And, um, I meant that, but then I changed my mind.
1: <laughs> okay. Okay. And when you changed your mind, what did you decide to pursue?
0: Well, I mean, it wasn't so much that like, yes, being a mother has completed me in so many ways. It's the most amazing thing ever. Um, But I just changed my mind about wanting to work. You know, I, I love, I love working. I love using my brain. I love learning things. I love teaching things. I love speaking. Um, I love leadership. And so that was really um what i mean what it actually what started for me was i had a i'm sorry, my glare is like gnarly it's killing me <laughs>
1: <definitely. Like> heaven <laughs> know, um, the divine intervention right yeah. over my shoulder right
0: <laughs> I'll take it um, so i um I started an art business that was like my first kind of little thing wow and so that you know it wasn't it wasn't some big jump into into leadership or anything like that. I just, I made a sign for my son's first birthday and I was like, wow, I'm like really good at this. And then, um, you know, it was before the big, like Etsy chalk craze had really hit. So I had something that people really wanted the look of and everything. And I started, I started a chalk business and would create custom chalkboards for weddings and signs and on wood and chalkboards and whatnot. And, It was a neat way to help my family with our income. And um, it took a lot of time from my life. It was like nap times, times, bedtimes, you know, right after bed, I was working until two o'clock in the morning and it, it took a lot and it was hard. It actually, like, I don't feel like I actually gave it up. My last sign that I took on was probably within the last year because I just have such a hard time saying no to people, but um, yeah.
1: Got it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <clears throat> and and uh, by the way, shout out to Parker Russo doing designs for the Island Boys right now. Um, he he's makes uh, custom canvases. So shout out to Parker, our audio visual specialist. But um, we'll see if that is, uh, well, it will, it, it, there's going to be repeats on that too. But um, so did you say, Katie, that you just did your last one this past year?
0: Yeah. I think I, I can't remember exactly what it was, but there's been like when a school reaches out or a nonprofit reaches out and they're like, we'd really love one of your boards. It's I'm just like, I don't do it. Yes. Okay. I'll do it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Baby. Well, you know, listen again, now have you always been artistic? I mean, or was that something that just kind of like unveiled after you did your son's sign?
0: Um, yeah, no, I, I have in, in like high school, I used to do the big, um, the big, you know, the banners that, that the football players run through,
1: Mm -hmm. I'd always,
0: it was looking back. I'm like, I can't even believe that I'd spend like two days painting some huge Tasmanian devil running a football down the sidelines. And then, and then within half a second, they've like run through it. And
1: it's like, all my work is now just, just destroyed. And I'm like,
0: okay, I'll do it again next week. (laughs) so so yeah I didn't I never thought to like I know I would have never considered myself an artist um it was just something and it's something that kind of just runs in my family it's really funny like we all can my mom and my my mom and myself and now my my sons uh are we can look at something and draw it and then my daughter has like that creative part of her where she can just draw like that wasn't me I can recreate anything that I look at But um, I'm not like I'm not Monet by any by any means.
1: I can do cash flow analysis probably as well as anybody that you're ever going to meet. But if you ask me to draw a picture, I'm like I I knock on the door of being special needs. Like there's just (laughs) nothing about me that is artistic in any way, shape or form. I love music. Right. I love, you know, give me hip hop all day. But um, so, Katie, but. It, then the, uh, there, there was a point I would imagine where you you, you said to yourself, um, you know, that the entrepreneur in you really, really started to come out. And so when did your journey into coaching and really deeper into wellness come about? How did that, how did all of that, you know, come into, come into the picture for you?
0: So what happened was I had a friend who was in network marketing. Oh, great. And okay. yep. she had sold a lot of different things, and I would always buy whatever she was selling. Yep. Yep. And, uh, she also, she's my hairstylist and she's been my best friend for really my whole life. And so, you know, she, at one point was like, I, it, well, no multiple times, pretty much every time I got my hair done, you need to do this with me, you need to do this with me. We could go on trips. We could do this. You'd be so great. And I'm like, no, I don't, I'm not going to do that. And she was like, I'm like, do you honestly believe in this like business for real? Like it's, you know, all the things, pyramid schemes. So you look so cheesy, all this stuff. And she's like, I believe I'm going to be able to retire my husband. And I, and I was like, oh, that's so cute. You poor (laughs) disillusioned child. Like what, what,
1: what, what Island are you living on? I want to come and live there. Right. Right. (laughs)
0: Right. I was like, okay, you have fun with that. And, um, so yeah, it was, it was a little while later she was on like yet another, she was selling something else and she just kind of like would sell this and sell that. And she was searching and, um, but she had a product that seemed like it would help me a lot. And so, um, it was, it was a, you know, clean cleaning products. And I had a son, my youngest son had respiratory issues. And so I was like, Okay. okay, I need, I need this. And I had a party with her. And that went really well, because I was active in making sure everybody understood that I really did love these products and use them. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and so after that, I was like, Okay, well, maybe I'll try this. And just not to even to make money just to get the products
1: right right just to try it because you had a but, you, you had a real why behind it right your son right. had respiratory challenges and so this was going to be something that was going to have a direct impact right i get that
0: And so I was like, I'll do it. And, and basically I had a quota that I had to meet. And if I didn't, we were going to have to pay $200 and we had just built, you know, our dream home that we could not afford (laughs) at the time. And, you know, it was like, my husband will kill me if we have to pay $200. Like, I mean, and that looking back now, I, you know, it's, I get, I get how jumping into something can seem really scary you know, even if, if it's just a small amount of money, you know, $200 doesn't seem like it's the worst thing to lose, especially when you're getting to start out with products or whatever it is that the company's offering. But for me, it was a lot, it was too much. Like we could not spare $200. Mm -hmm. And, um, so that was my big goal. And I was like, if I'm going to do this, I'm just going to own it. You know, like I, uh, yeah, I laugh at people. Yeah. I think that this stuff is silly, but if I'm going to sell cleaning products, like not where I thought that my life was going to be, I'm just going to own it. And so um I did and all of a sudden it was like oh I'm I'm making some money okay if I can pay my PG&E bill um every month gosh what would that do for us you know
1: Katie what around what time frame was this when when was this
0: This was 5 years ago so oh, okay. yeah it was it was so I had been doing my my art business for about 4 years Yeah and um yeah, I guess it was it was about five years ago.
1: And if I could put some frame out there, um, my wife also has been in network marketing for a period of time. And uh, what I know about that time frame, folks, is that that was the time when um, there the saturation of post and pray on Facebook and direct messaging, when the saturation was really starting to come out, right? So if you had if you had moved into network marketing, maybe eight, 10 years ago, right? Well, building it just on the social media platform of Facebook um, had a lot more palatability, but it started to become much more saturated, much more difficult to build a brand at that time, because it was really, really starting to take shape. Am I right about that, Katie? I mean, that was around- Absolutely right. You know, yeah. Yeah. So what did you, I mean, obviously you had passion for it and and you have to have authenticity when you're positioning a service of some sort, right? You have to be a believer in it. You have to be a benefactor. What was your approach towards building out your brand?
0: Everything online, because when my husband was gone, we couldn't afford childcare. And when he was home, I wasn't willing to go away, you know? So, um, and and in the company I was with prior, Um, I, it was mostly people were still really very much in person. So it was kind of a, a, a new novelty that I was doing this online and I had built a team really fast because the idea of working online, um, you know, like you said, it was, I had about a good, like a really great year of being kind of something new, like a, a product that people hadn't seen before, doing something that people hadn't really seen done before, and um, and it was amazing. It was exceptional. It was really fun. You know, I I believed in the products and I believed in all of it, and and I was building everything online and I stood out in a company um, that hadn't really seen that before, and I got to bring a lot of good and work with people and teach them. And I kind of came from the place where you know, in different companies, there's not a lot of there's just not a lot of like, I don't know how to, how to put it without sounding bad, but there's just not a lot of sharing, you know, cause oh, there's, yeah. there's a competition.
1: Yeah, sure.
0: And, um, you know, I, I started really paying attention and studying online trends and, and all of that. And, and the truth is that like, there is no competition, you guys, there's so many people out there and everybody needs to like, uh, Like, basically, I don't have to worry about somebody stealing customers. That's a scarcity mindset. And when everybody can just get into like this true abundance mindset and just be like, look, the better you do, the better I'm going to do, the better we all do, the better my business is going to go. And so I just, even though I didn't really have that like overall feeling, I was like, this is how we're going to roll. Like in this team, we're going to share everything with each other. I'm going to give you guys everything that I do. And I, I encourage you to start doing some of your own stuff, but like, I have nothing to hold back from you or anybody else. And so I had a group, an online training group where I I was like, I don't care whose team you're on come in here. Let me teach you and show you what I'm doing. And it's all yours. I remember speaking at um, a conference. I spoke quite a few times for conferences and leadership conferences and, and they were like, "You don't have to give them what exactly you do." And I'm like, "What? No, they can. Yeah, no, <laughs> I'm going to give them exactly what I do." I...
1: Katie, could I? Could I? That's such a wonderful access point. Um, if I could, for a second, yeah, my, my partner, yeah, you know, Infinity X was. Established. My partner Rob Gill is an influencer. He's a, a, a advisor to, to really, really, really high level thinkers and business owners and entrepreneurs. And and he you know founded Epic Financial Strategies twenty years ago. And um, we about a year and a half ago, when COVID was actually was like two years ago, when COVID was really, really taking clamp right, and nobody could in in the world of financial planning, you couldn't be face to face anymore, right? So people had no idea how to market themselves and were starving to death, right? And we were thriving because we were doing things in the financial services world that nobody had ever done because we had connections with ecosystems and relationships, right? And, and, the, and them driving conditioned conversations to us. It was, and, and we decided that we were gonna run a podcast, just a webinar on how to 19X your sales. Right. And and we and it was pointed at insurance producers and financial planners. And we kept getting approached and saying, well, what, guys, why are you giving away the secrets to us? And we're like, because why wouldn't we right? you, You're if you're going to do it at our level, do it, have fun, right? Grow, beat us. We welcome the challenge, you know, we welcome a board. We need a bigger boat anyway, you know? Um, so the fact that you took the approach of, well, I, you know, it's not going to be competition. It's going to be, I'm going to share every trade secret because guess what? You know, if, if you're not going to outwork me and if you're not going to adopt what I do, then it's, it, you know, good luck to you anyway, right? Why wouldn't I share that? Because more people that are successful in this world and this world's a better place, right? So yeah. anyway, I just thought that was an amazing access point to to share that.
0: I, I, um, I mean, more than anything, the the income was amazing Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and sharing, you know, great products has always been amazing. I'm very picky about what I'm willing to share. Um, but the leadership is what like gets me and getting to help other people be better in any area. I mean, if you check out my Instagram, it's like it's all over the place. You know, I'm talking about momming, I'm talking about, you know, how to therapy and mental health. And it's like, they talk about niches and I'm like, I don't really know. I'm, I'm here for everybody, you know, like this is, this is what I'm going to do. And I don't, I just don't really care. And, and um, so in business, it was for, for me, the leadership part and getting to help people just level up on whatever level that, They wanted to, and we're ready to do and giving resources, offering resources without concern for it, holding me back in any way. Like, I just don't have that. I don't have that bone. And I'm thankful for that because it feels like it would be a real hard thing to get over. And, you know, in entrepreneurship, once you get into it and you start connecting with other people. I mean, I learn the most from the people from, you know, people like you and and other people have gone through this. You know, I don't see them as a competition at all. I want I just want to know everything that they know and see how I can get better.
1: One plus one equals a trillion. Right. You know, that's what it's all about. You know, everybody, you know, that I think it's I think when you find like minded individuals that have workable ecosystems around one another and and you, you merge those and you have conversations about how to proactively make each one of them benefit each one. Yeah. Everybody wins, right. It's, it's, it's a, it's it's just a formula for really great things happening in the world because, you know, people like you, you need bigger stages, bigger microphones. You have a great message to put out, you know, and the, our responsibility is to create larger stages for one another, right. You know, so that we can reach the number of people that we were put on this earth to reach. And so Katie, are you still now, are you still now working with the same, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, the same, um, company that with, with the, um, with the household products, are you still with that company currently or what, what kind of happened after that?
0: Um, I, you know, I start, just like you said, the online saturation got really difficult. And so what I was doing and what I was teaching was becoming really difficult. It, it wasn't working anymore. And kind of what I saw, not just, it wasn't about, um, people, just within my company that I was in, but it was just kind of how everybody was selling online. I was like, this doesn't feel good to me and I'm not going to do what we're, what now everyone thinks we have to do to stay online. And I'm not going into people's houses. I mean, like, you know, there's a plug out there and (laughs) I'm not, I'm just not going to, it wasn't, it didn't feel good to me. And, you know, I can, I can talk all day um, and with complete conviction online or on or in a zoom or on over the phone or whatever, something about like getting into somebody's living room and being like, okay, I hope you guys enjoyed the, the snacks. <laughs> yeah. no, it was like, then I was a salesperson and I'm a crappy salesperson. I have great sales, but I'm a crappy salesperson. You know, I, I, I just like sharing things that are great. And so really I just started panicking because what had worked, wasn't working anymore. And I couldn't change things enough to make it start working. And I was kind of in a place of like, I don't, I don't know how to keep being who I am for my team and for everybody else. And, and then I found um, another company that my cousin had just, I was kind of mad because I was like, why didn't you come do this with me? She was way too cool to sell cleaning products, but um <laughs> she started sharing something and I, I'm I,
1: cool with cleaning products. Let's just be real on that, Katie, for a second, okay? <laughs> I know,
0: I know. I would always say, like, I never expected myself to be 37 selling cleaning products, but I never expected myself in this business at all, you know? Um, I never could have imagined what it's it could do for me. Um I wanted, I wanted more though. I wanted to be able to write books. I wanted to be able to share like anything that I like. And, and, you know, I had the opportunity to do Amazon affiliates and, and be affiliates for other companies. And, and I was, I was able to share these products and people were very interested in them, but I wasn't allowed to earn money off of anything else. And so, um, and I, you know, I wanted to write a book I love to write and I wanted to do podcasts and start a podcast and, and, you know, all this stuff. And I just felt, um, I just felt like
1: you felt captive, I right?
0: Captive. Yeah. I felt, yeah. I felt captive. And I felt also that, um, I didn't see really a future of my income exploding. It was more of like, how do I hold on to this income? And that didn't feel fun to me. And so, um, when I saw this opportunity, I didn't really believe it. you know, it was hard. It's hard when you're, you're kind of used to one thing. I knew nothing about comp plans or network marketing or sales, or I knew nothing about nothing when I started, you know, I didn't know what I was doing. I just wanted a simple product. And so, um, so I, I. I got to learn a lot and I had already learned a lot at that point but when I saw kind of this new system and and you know party list system and more of like an affiliate code sharing and and how it like stretched out and and what it could mean for not just me and my future but you know anybody who came along and what that would mean as a leader really more than anything I was I was simply like I can't I can't lead here anymore you know whether I go somewhere else or quit altogether. Like those were my only two options at the time because I couldn't be a leader authentically. I just didn't feel good about it anymore. And that's, and it's sad because it was, it's, there's nothing, there's so many amazing companies out there. It was just a me thing and it was a business thing. And it was me seeing where my brand was going and where my potential was. And I didn't have it in that space anymore. And so, um, it was really an overnight decision. Like, I mean, it, it's crazy. And, um, you know, everybody, I talked to my husband, he was kind of like, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think you should do that. That sounds stupid.
1: Yeah. Well, but. So, and, but, but you pulled the trigger, didn't you? I did. Yeah. 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 So, and so what was the new, what was the new company?
0: Um, I'm, I'm with Moderna now and it, we, it's, it's liquid collagen biocell. And so there's, I, I was really, it's health and wellness. It's, um, you know, really the only Collagen out there that can benefit your joints, gut, on top of all the skin things that people typically think of with collagen. So clinical research, like I said, the patents and all of that was really important to me, along with environmental aspects and all the things that I needed to see in the company. And then um, just all the growth and freedom. So I mean. know most of the people in the company do have you know they're they have coaching businesses they have we have you know chiropractors and dentists and and um so it was about being in a place where i could diversify my income in any way that i really wanted to and be proud of the products that i was sharing um and so i've gotten to like i said grow my personal brand more um you know utilize my llc
1: (laughs) 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 and um and and so in that in that space um you've obviously grown quite the following on on instagram um what was your what was your strategy and 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 did did you see like just slow steady consistent growth or have you seen like a real launch in your vertical when you made the decision to move like what did that look like
0: i got there were a lot yeah i grew a lot because i i was i felt like I could say and do whatever I wanted. Like suddenly i just felt, um, you know, there were a lot of things that I wasn't allowed to like say or do prior. And so I, I just had to like try and be me, but like behind a a curtain. And so, um, and you know, maybe that was perceived, um, in a way, but there also, there were, there were a lot of rules. And so I just kind of got to rip that off and start doing everything that I love to do and talking about things that I I no longer, you know, it's kind of, it's funny. I talk to my team about this a lot and, and it did happen for me in my first business as well, or first big business as well. Um, I'm like, what I realized was that I had this opportunity to reinvent, like how I want to go out, you know, yeah, like who I want to be on like this big stage. And it doesn't matter if you have 300 followers on Instagram or 20,000 or 180,000 followers. It's like, Do you want to be the person who like just makes snarky memes or, and, and it's fine. Like we all laugh at that kind of stuff, but like, I want to be the person who brings goodness into a day. I want to be the person who helps somebody like overcome something and who like has somebody think differently about something. And so I was, I got to do that on one level in my first business, but then I got to really take that to a whole new level. Um, Especially in the last year. So, yeah, I've gotten to see a lot of growth in a lot of different areas, and, um, you know, my networking with people like you and getting to do things like this. And it's just been it's been a ride that is only just beginning, so that's a lot of fun.
1: Incredible! We are Infinity X giving the stage and microphone to human excellence. We have the the queen of network marketing, Katie Barnett, on <laughs> on the Infinity <laughs> X stage. She is leveling up, folks. Uh, she is going to places that um, yeah you know most people in that field aspire to be, and she's literally at the tip of the iceberg. She's only moving forward. If you have a question for Katie, please put it into the chat. And so so Katie, so. Your so that's where your feet are planted right now, right? And what are some trends in your business, right, in your vertical that you're seeing that are now different and or changing? um, that you see coming down the pipeline in how people in network marketing have the ability to continue to expand their businesses and not, you know, feel the the drag of that, you know, future saturation, because I don't even know if we've seen what the new saturation on, on marketing in that space looks like.
0: You know, it's, it's interesting because in network marketing, it's going to change. You're going to see a lot of changes in it. You know, um, the, the way of the past is not going to be the way of the future. Um, And companies like Modera are, are, you know, one of our our core values is being disruptive. You know, that there is something inherently wrong in the, not wrong, like it worked. It worked 65 years ago. Yeah. It doesn't work anymore.
1: Right.
0: And, um, And those of you who have ever tried a product, a good product, like there are excellent products in network marketing, you know, but it's gotten a bad rap. And, and that's because, you know, it's the same reason that card dealers have bad raps. you know, right. there, there are bad seeds and everything. Right.
1: You know, I'll tell you, Katie, not to cut, not to cut you off. Cause I want to build off of this, but you look at my space, right. Insurance and financial planning. You want to talk, I mean, ins- Tom Brady, goes in the sixth round, right, of the draft. And he was saying to himself on ESPN, oh, I'm sitting there thinking I'm going to have to do insurance sales. Like, oh God! But that you know that's earned. And listen, for all you entrepreneurs out there, right? If you you know if you're not thinking about how to grow your verticals in different ways, right? And to you know to leverage new methods of marketing and ecosystem merge, you're you're stale. Because what's being taught out there in my world, Katie, is the exact same thing. Ninety years, right? Ninety years of hey, you know, write out a project two hundred and go see all your friends and family and do business with them and. When you fail out, we'll keep it. You know, it's just hamster wheel, hamster wheel, hamster wheel. And if you're not growing, you're dying. And that's, those are dying fields, right? So what are you doing not to die in that space?
0: I mean, it's all about, it's all about affiliate marketing, you know, and the new companies, they're moving to that. There's no more, there's no more living room parties, you know, and, and the great thing, and what I love to see is that, It's not just it's, you know, so these few network marketing companies are going in that direction and it's excellent um, because there's so many incredible ways that then you can grow customers and reach new customers without having to do these parties, without people having to feel icky just because they're like, yeah, this stuff works. Someone tells them that they look great and they're like, here's my code. You get this money off. I get, I get a discount as a customer and I'm no longer feeling like there's no longer that feeling of. I have to recruit everybody that I know. I have to recruit every customer, you know, Um, having a company and a business where customers get to stay customers and they are valued and honored in that space. And then people who want to start a business get to start a business. Um, If you've ever been in anything like this, you know, that that relief is massive. Yes. It's everything. And, um, and it's just, I think that it's, there's a lot of integrity in it and with the trend hopefully it's it's gonna move towards that the problem is just that it's gonna be really hard for a lot of companies to make that turnaround without stripping everything down um completely you know and so um you're gonna see a lot more affiliate codes i mean you see uh, every company is switching to affiliate codes i'm like where's my nordstrom affiliate code you know like it's, <laughs> it's gonna be everywhere because this is how this is the best way to market now is through word of mouth. And so you can go to somebody who doesn't sell a single thing and they'll have a link tree so that they can benefit from you learning about what they love, you know? So even if they're not making money off of it, anybody can use affiliate codes for, I mean, for the longest time, my business supplies, oh God, I loved my business supply company. And I had an affiliate code for them and got discounts, told my whole team, like, this is where this is where you can buy your stuff. And, and then I got money off my next order and, and it's just project broadcast. Like it's all these companies are doing the same thing. And um, for me, I was, I was using affiliate codes to get discounts, but there were op- opportunities prior where I could have been earning money and I wasn't allowed to, you know? So I knew that I, knew that I was closing off a stream of income there um, that now I don't have to do, which is really great. And again, like on Amazon, I don't know if you need like anything to become an Amazon affiliate. I think, I, I think anybody, I don't know, I, I <laughs> I'm pretty sure most people can become one. They're just like, yes, share our products, and um, so you know, there's just it's, it's the way it's the way to do it. Yep. Anybody I it. Yeah.
1: I knew my man Kabir Wolf was out there and he was going to see he could do it. Cause that man finds like about 65 different vertical income sources, but he knows Amazon pretty well. I knew that was the case. Shout out, shout out to Kabir.
0: And so, hello, right off. I'm like, I'm going to buy this echo. This, this Alexa. Oh gosh. She's going to hear me. I'm going <laughs> to buy the Alexa. Yeah. And, um, And then I'm going to turn around and share my link and boom, we're writing it off.
1: (laughs) Now, Katie, are you also coaching network marketers as well? In addition to continuing to build out your brand, what are some of the other things that you're doing?
0: Yeah, I do coaching. Um, I do one-on-one coaching. I do, um, I do like branding coaching as well. Mm -hmm. And um, I still have a Facebook group that's available to, to people just, you know, I share, bits and pieces there. And it's not, um, it's not specific to my company at all. Um, It's just about online growth. It's been, it's become a little bit more difficult because there is this like then and now in network marketing, you know? Mm -hmm. And so what it looked like to maintain a business with some companies or what it looks like still to maintain a, a business with some companies, it looks different with those that are now kind of switching to this kind of new next generation of social retail which is what you know we call it and what it is it's it's no longer network marketing it's social retail and it's and it's the way of the future it's really cool
1: we are infinity x stage and microphone for human excellence folks this is katie barnett and katie what does the future look like for you and your brand like where are you going what do you see yourself expanding out to, and what do you want to have happen with your brand in the next, call of five years?
0: I mean that that is the the question of the hour because I could go in like twenty different directions all the time. But um, you know, I my big my big passion is helping people to realize that like it, it's just never that point. I I counted myself out really early in life, you know, like I, I, I settled for teaching, even though I think it's the most incredible job in the world. You know, it was really just like, what can I possibly do that? Like, isn't going to be too hard. And is it like I settled and, um, and I gave it a fair go and I loved parts of it, but I, and then, and then when I was I had these three little kids and I just kind of thought like, there's nothing else that I can do. You know, I remember telling my husband like now, like our lives are over, not in a bad way. Um, but like, you know, our, our big things are over and now we just get to watch these kids go and grow up. And that was a really beautiful thought to me. You know, it was like, it was like, okay, like I've, I've done all the things. I've had all the baby showers, gave all the births, like <laughs> the whole other podcast, <laughs> but um, and And I meant that. And like I said, like it was, it was kind of like this neat, like graduation into adulthood and, and motherhood. But, but when I really look back at it, it was like, I start, I, I stopped dreaming for myself Mm. and
1: yep, I identify with that.
0: You don't have to do that. Like you don't ever have to do that.
1: Yeah.
0: And I just, I need to know that I got to be a part of helping people like, dream again and, you know, go back to like their, their big goals and, you know, not just say, okay, I guess this is going to be it. And again, like I was blessed. I couldn't believe how my life had turned out with my beautiful, healthy children. And, you know, the guy that I chased for forever and, and the, and the beautiful home, but, um, but I wanted a lot more and, and I, I thought that it would be selfish for me to go after something. Um, even though I wanted it originally, like I said, it was just to pay off our, our electricity bill, but it grew into something like I get something out of helping people. I get something out of writing. I get something out of all of this. And and now I can figure out a way to earn money doing it. And gosh, I can write a book and I can, you know, do these things. Um, and did, did
1: you write that book, by the way? No, I'm
0: I'm I like I said, my brother wants to write a leadership book with me, which I think would be real fun between, you know, a, a network marketer and a fighter pilot, You're fighter <laughs>
1: Lieutenant, pilot, Lieutenant,
0: air force, in general. Yeah, <laughs> really? general, like,
1: yeah, I would, I would, listen, I would buy that book in a second. I know. <laughs> my,
0: my business coach was like, that has never been done before.
1: Oh, no. I mean, that's, that, that would be, that would be the original of originals right there. You know, our friend Dolph DeRus has written about 23 books, but that would have nothing on Dolph's book, <laughs> you know, oh. that's unreal.
0: I mean, really like capture a large market there, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. <laughs> Katie, let me ask you another question. You have three kids, right? And you mentioned college, right? I, you know, we're, uh, I, 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 just from the looks I have you and age by a little bit. Right. But, um, when we went to college, it was the thing to do. Right. You know, in my opinion, anyway, I mean, you were pre-med, so you kind of had a little bit more focus than I did. I didn't have a damn clue what I wanted to do when I went to, when, when I went to school, But it was the thing that we did, right? It was just a natural evolution. In today's world, that's not the natural evolution. That's a $65,000 per year mistake if you don't do it the right way. And so when you look at your kids, um, I think people that are entrepreneurs running their own businesses look at their kids and say, do we want our kids doing what we do or do we see a different future for them outside of what we do? And, you know, that might be, you know, for a variety of different reasons, you know, but what, what, what do you see for your kids? Do you see your kids moving into the network market space? Um, have you had like, what, what's your vision look like there?
0: All that, the thing that matters the most to me is that my kids know that they can achieve whatever they want to. And I mean, when I think of like, what it is that I'm trying to do at this point, it's, it's to show them that you can do anything. You know, I, I learned how to skateboard at 36. I picked up a ukulele and started to play it at 37. Like I am like, and, and that's all to just, you know, my, my son is like, yesterday we were outside skateboarding and I'm like, don't do this. If I'm not around, <laughs> As we're like bombing down a hill, but, um, but you know, everything that I do is to try and show them like, look, watch this. This is what we're going to do next. Like, and I, I mm-hmm. need them to learn that. And, you know, my dad saying what he said to me when I failed out of college, um, he, and meaning it, um, my dad was the most successful fire chief in the history of Santa Monica fire department. And, mm-hmm. um, he went through every single rank in that department and he's still renowned within the department for what he did there, you know, 20 years after retirement. And, um, and my oldest brother runs an incredibly successful you know, company, com- uh, construction company on top of being a captain for Beverly Hills fire department, which was his dream. And he did not, he didn't get start working there until he was almost 30, you know? And I mean, that's, that's late for most firefighters. Mm-hmm. And, um, right. so I don't believe that you have to go straight into college. In fact, I think that, like you said, unless like I look back and I'm like, who wants a 17 year old planning their future for them?
1: Yeah. Right. Right, so I'm right.
0: not saying college isn't a great thing because I have a niece who's pre-med at UCLA and or I, she's not pre-med anymore, but she's, she's going to graduate in three years mm. from UCLA. Like amazing. She wants, she knows exactly what she wants to do. And that was exactly the right thing for her. And then I have a nephew who did a couple of years in, um, in junior college, didn't like it. And now he's a super successful air force you know, paratrooper, he has a better, he has a better word for that. It's like the Navy sales the Air Force. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I'm sorry. I'm a horrible aunt. He's like oh. ripped. I was like, he's not going to be able to do this. I don't think. And then, and now he's just like this ripped grown man of a child. And I don't, I don't know. So yeah. I, I just, all that matters is knowing that at any age too, but like, yeah, no, it's not, it's not about going straight to college, especially if you don't, you haven't figured it out yet, you know?
1: But what I'm hearing you say is that you support the person, right? And that you support, yeah. you know, the ability, you know, the, the the idea that the greatness within each human just needs to allow to be developed, right? But it also uh, needs leadership, right? It needs leaders. It needs leadership. Maybe not necessarily from the standpoint of like with my clients, I'll never. I never say, hey, you have to do this. I say, hey, look, this is what I would do if I were you. Right. Here's why. And let's make that choice together. Right. Or figure it out together. Right. And allow the beauty of the, you know, the spirit of whatever that individual is to really kind of flourish and grow. And it sounds like you do an incredible job of coaching people in that, uh, in that space, you know, and so
0: so much, so much about those, you know, you can have a goal setting is an interesting thing. You know, it's so important to help you strategize and I think that that goes for really anything, whether it's like, okay, uh, I want to, I need to get the laundry done by tomorrow All right. at noon. All
1: right.
0: <laughs> right? Yep. Yep.
1: Absolutely. Um, There's a linear for, path to be able to get there. Life's not linear, but there is a linear path. If you goal set, that is true.
0: Right. And so, you know, it's, I think that, you know, and, and obviously you can, you can be like, I want to make a billion dollars in the next year. And that's, it's not, that's just, it's never going to happen, you know, I mean, unless, you know, certain people it's going to happen for, but we'll get there. Yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> so I can have that big goal, but I just want to, I want them to learn how to set good goals for themselves where they push, you know, you got to be able to push yourself, something that's going to require effort and, and daily activity and, um, you know, where you can have milestones in between. And that's really what entrepreneurism is too. You have to be, like, it's all on you. You got to wake up and do the things because nobody's going to force you to do it, you know? Absolutely. And
1: absolutely. Um, you know, we are Infinity X, by the way, stage and microphone for human excellence replay on weareinfinityx.com and YouTube. This is Katie Barnett joining us. And hey, Katie, a couple more questions before I let you run for, uh, for the evening, if you don't mind. Um, yeah. Network marketing is a variable income right? It's a variable income. Anybody in the entrepreneurial world knows that income can be variable, right? You know, anything in sales is going to be, but Network marketing in particular, right, Um, you know, obviously there's residualized income and things of that nature, but there's ebbs and flows. And from a financing goal setting perspective, I would imagine that that can be relatively challenging as you look at, okay, let me look at 2022. My goal set for 2022 is X amount of dollars. And these are the A, B, and C things that I need to get to that. But um, can you share with the folks a little bit around how you strategize towards, um, you know, call it micro burst goal setting, you know, every, you know, make it a 12 week year, whatever the case is, how you approach your level setting and goal setting for business expansion as it pertains to income.
0: I mean, it's going to depend obviously on the type of product that you're sharing. And, um, you know, I have a consumable product, which makes, um, me- means that a lot is on, on me being good at following up with customers, you know, uh, cause, it, and, and it's not a lot of follow-up, but like once you create that relationship and you know that you have a system for that, um, then it, you're able to help people with different issues or whatnot. So, you know, there's going to be a customer retention and a customer, um, acquisition goal. And so, you know, essentially it's about it's that when I go for like my sales goals, it's always going to be, okay, what's my retention need to be? What is my acquisition going to need to be for the next 12 weeks? You know, what does that mean for, for, so every week, how many people do I need, how many new customers do I need to acquire? What am I going to do to do that? You know? Um, and, and like I said, like within our company, because there's, because people can share codes and share the products that way, and there's not a lot of education required, Um, even though I love offering the education because it's my favorite part, um, they are immediately connected to me and um, I can focus on what I do to acquire customers, but then also making sure that my customers understand that they have something to share and something to get out of that. So um, I don't have to focus all of my energy on that it's just a matter of what's my DMO. What am I going to do every day to make sure that I'm fostering this area? Right. So
1: what were some things, because that can become very laborious too. And, um, I'll, I'll, I'll make a point on, on the Epic front, um, a- after I ask you this question, but that can become very, because acquisition and retention are two, you know, two totally different things. Right. But, you know, as you scale and as your relationships and your customer base expands, right. It's, it, it can become challenging to continue to provide white gloves. So what are some things you've had to outsource or you are strategically outsourcing
0: for 2022? I love talking about outsourcing. It's so important and it's so good. And I will just tell you that my first, my first thing that I outsourced, cause I had no idea how I could ever teach somebody to do what I was doing was the laundry. It was the laundry. Um, because I I seriously, and I thought, I thought I was joking at first when I was like, if I could just think of one thing for people to, to, for somebody to do for me, it's the freaking laundry because I've got these three kids and I'm doing laundry 100% of the time. And it's all I'm thinking about when I'm doing other things. So yeah, I paid two, I paid someone two hours a week, $20 an hour to come in fold and put away all the laundry. And it was the greatest thing I've ever done in my life. It was the smartest decision I ever made because it, you know, when you free up the little things in your brain that, that hold you down like that, then you're, you're going to create creativity. Right. So, um, there's that, but what I do is I use a system called project broadcast, which I love. Mm. I stay active on social media and make sure people know that I'm also reachable Um, and I, I have an assistant who just uploads the, you know, my customer reports and stuff into my project broadcast so that I can then create like a campaign that is two ways. It's not about just shooting someone like, Hey, thanks for your order. Have fun. It's about opening up that conversation. So I'm still involved, but because there's a system to it. Um, and, and then a system within the company that I'm with, it really makes, it makes it pretty seamless. And it's been, and I got to start this company with the knowledge that I had from my last company, which was none to start and then learned along the way. And so, you know, from the from day one here, I was like, I'm, I'm starting everybody out on a customer, you know, connecting with them immediately, um, you know, sharing with them how they can share their code, letting them know that I'm here to answer questions, giving them resources to look things up. Um, and, and that is just, that's all a system at this point. So it's really not, there's not a lot of labor involved at all. And then at all. And then when somebody has a question or an issue or needs me to help build them a a new cart or anything like that, it's not, it's not something just jumbled in this mess of me trying to contact people all the time. It's just, it's an outlier, honestly. And so I get to deal with that on like a really person to person level, which is awesome.
1: That's incredible. We are Infinity X stage and microphone, Katie Barnett. And that was called um, Project Broadcast, Katie.
0: Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Project Broadcast. Yeah. In my link tree, there's a there's a link for it. Um, at, Well, not, it's not a link tree. Sorry, I don't have a link tree on my website, on my Instagram. It's my <laughs> bio.
1: <laughs> well, listen, guys, you need to check out Katie Barnett. I mean, she is up to some really incredible things out there. Um, you know, Katie Barnett in twenty. 2,000 subscribers or um, um, followers on Instagram. What other verticals are you in on the social media space, Katie?
0: (laughs) I'm like, let me think. Um, (laughs) I mean, I'll basically sell anything that I love. So, you know, I've got um, clothing that I have on there. Um, I I share discounts for a lot of things that I'm I'm not necessarily even making money on because when you share things that are good. When you share things that you love that people other people are gonna love, you know, you don't it's not I wanna make money on as many things as I possibly can, but it's also just about helping people every day, right? So I'm kind of involved in a number of different things. And but when it comes to um when it comes to what my streams of income are, it's it's coaching, it's you know, a couple of different other I've got Amazon, I've got um, I've got like to know it, I've got um I don't know. Uh, like I said, closet, like a closet candy, uh, pretty much anything that I can get involved with. If it's a product that I love and, and that works for me, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be in. So I, if, Hey, listen, if you got something else that you want me to share, hit me up. I'm always going to listen to your pitch.
1: Drop the mic on that one, folks. Hey, all you entrepreneurs out there, you want to be aligned with people that have been there, done that, can get influence out there. And Katie Barnett is definitely one of those folks. And Katie, you know, it's interesting too. um, uh, We're very, very similar. You know, we at myself, my partner, Rob Gill, and our company, we um, just through some uh, proximity to other influencers, right, and business now business partners, um, saw an uptick in, in our sales appointments and conversations where, you know, this month as a team, we're going to do a little bit over 2000, right? And, and that is absolutely unserviceable if it's like three or four people, right? So we've had the good fortune, actually, you know, two of uh, my team members, um, that we just brought on last year, um, uh, Antonio yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and Landon Archangelo. Those are my boys.
0: They're awesome. Yeah. How funny is that? They're amazing.
1: I know they were so upset that they weren't able to join the, tonight, but they made sure to, uh, to let me know that they had, you know, they had had a conversation That's with you. In the so cool.
0: Yeah. They're amazing. Oh my gosh. I can't yeah. say it. That's so cool.
1: Well, and, the, and, the, and they're, they're guys that, um, you know, I've been doing this for 23 years and I see my future in guys like that because, um, they're, they, they have the same, they have the same level of, of work ethic that I've been employing, but, you know, they're entering into a world that, you know, it took me 15 years to get into, which was to find conditioned sales conversations that are coming in. And, uh, you know, so their you know, their ceiling is, is incredibly high, but, I share that also because, you know, as we continue to build and continue to expand, we are going to have to continuously create and recreate systems where we can take on more volume and keep the client white glove experience. And it really, really sounds like you have been very effective in doing that. So I really applaud you for that. I think it's incredible what you're up to.
0: Caring about people. It's just about caring about people. If you care about people, you know, or you take the time to start caring about people, then it, it um, creating a system and having a system is so important, but, and taking on the work, you know, um, like, sorry, not taking on the work, but taking on, let it like letting other people do some things for you. You know, when I hired a virtual assistant for the first time, it was so overwhelming to release the control. Um, but, uh, there's like this, my, my business coach had me like square it out. Right. And he's like, look, there's, There's important, like urgent, then there's Mm -hmm. important, non-urgent, not important, urgent. And it's like, and then not important, not urgent. You get rid of that last square, Mm -hmm. you hire out the, the third square, you know? And, and so like, when you can start like putting things in those categories And for me, it was like, like graphics was one I'm so you guys, I had an art business. I'm excellent at graphics. Like (laughs) I can make the most beautiful graphic you have ever seen in your entire life, but am I going to, does it, does it make me any money like to spend an hour creating, you know, a set of graphics that is then going to, people are going to look at for like three seconds and move on to the next thing. No, it's absolutely not worth my time or energy. And it doesn't matter. And that's like, um, you know, my, my mentor had us basically break down our minute, our minutely rate, you know? And it's like, so think about it, you know, when my son was like, Hey mom, can I, can I get, you know, $4 and 99 cents on my, whatever video game he plays account, if I empty the dishwasher. And I was like, yeah, that's worth it to me. <laughs> exactly. Less than my i on
1: that, right? <laughs> yeah. Because that time, things I must earn, T I M E, that can be redeployed back into something that's a greater growth vertical. You know, we we um we design strategies for people like yourself, Katie, um, and entrepreneurs and business owners where they get multiple spins on their dollar. Right? If I'm going to take a dollar and I'm going to invest it back into my business, I want to get our high ROI on that investment, but I also have to remember that you know while my money was deployed in back into my business, it could take time for that yield to happen. I need my money to continue to work for me. So we use verticals where the money continuously is working and working. And so I totally identify with that. Right? You have to identify right, if I am going to make a deployment of capital into something, whether it's my time, my money, or my energy. What type of yield am I going to get on that? So. I totally get that. I Love totally, that. totally get that. Um, Katie, you're awesome. You. <laughs> I mean, where just
0: you. I know. Let's just stay here. I mean, we how much more time? We got a couple
1: more hours. Yes. Why not? Why not? I mean, it's. Like <laughs> but um, what is the ulti- What's the stage that you want to take next? Like where you know, like as you continue to put your message out. I mean, social is one thing, right? But if you had the opportunity to get onto a stage, to put out a message in any business and, and or any setting, what does that look like? And and share with us why.
0: Gosh, that's such a loaded question. <laughs> know. I'm
1: known for my loaded questions. I, I apologize in advance.
0: I just want a room full of people who are like not, not like who want more and aren't feeling it. So like, where where can I, you know, I don't know that any like corporate, company is going to let me come in though, and be like, Hey guys, you can do more than this.
1: see The exit sign over there.
0: <laughs> but, um, no, I mean, I think that like when it, what personal development is it's changed my life, you know, and I've seen it change so many others. And, um, it, I mean, it's, it's helped me get to this point where I get to network like people like you and Landon and Antonio, like they blow my mind. Like, I can't even believe I I'm that's so funny. And that's not the first time now when I like, when I get to know, you know, I was on a different podcast recently and he's like, hey, you know so-and-so. And I'm like, how do I know all these amazing people?
1: <laughs> this world keeps getting bigger and bigger and smaller and smaller at the exact same time. <laughs> epic, epic, by the way, folks, we're coast to coast. Don't sleep on us. We're coming. <laughs> uh,
0: <but laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm just, I, I just want to be in the place where I can inspire the most people. And so, you know, I don't know that I've figured out my perfect stage quite yet, Mm. um, but I'm gonna,
1: yeah, you are. And I have some ideas around that and look, I mean, look, there's not, there are no coincidences. Um, you know, it, it, Antonio and Landon spoke incredibly highly of you as did Todd. And, um, I can, I can see why I see you in our future, right? I love what you're up to and I'm excited to learn more about it. Um, And you know, Katie, I just I want to thank you for spending an hour and 15 minutes of you know unbelievable value add time, right? You shared, folks, she shared golden nuggets around self-mastery, discipline, you know, focus in network marketing, focus in affiliate marketing, focus in brand recognition, in branding, in parenting, how you know, she leveraged, uh, you know, the skill set that she acquired as a teacher to apply it to multiple businesses that she that she has that most folks would never even create the correlation. But I completely was not confused about that um, and just dropped golden nuggets. You know, I mean, golden nugget after golden nugget. Um, any final finals, Katie, for uh, for the good folks on on the, the call this evening, as well as they're going to watch the replay.
0: I'm like, I have like this whole biz, like filing thing going through my head right now.
1: <laughs>
0: um, you know, uh, the one thing that I keep saying kind of uh, that has just been, I've had more people repeat this back to me recently. Um, because it's, it struck a chord with them that I feel like I have to share it. Um, and it was that I, I And I might've even mentioned it already today because I feel like I have in other, in other meetings, but if you think about something more than once, you've just got to give it a try. You've got to do it. You've got to go after it. And then you own that decision. And, um, you know, when that, when that, that can come down to really anything, I, I think of a pair of Burberry boots that I bought that I couldn't afford at one point Mm -hmm. and, (laughs) I owned that decision yeah. um, and <laughs> I ended up sending them back because they were horribly uncomfortable, but um, I took a picture in them and they Monica were very- from
1: friends. Remember the boots,
0: Monica from friends. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that was, yeah. that was it. That was me. Um, and so, but, um, your fear, you know, once you get into action, that fear is going to dissipate. So much of it is going to dissipate. So you can just live in the fear and whether that's, you know, what, if you've already started a business, but you haven't actually like gotten into it, you haven't been doing the things that, you know, you need to do out of fear of failure. I mean, that's really what's going to hold us back so often. And, um, when it comes to starting a business, fear of failure, you know, not the unknown, you've got to own it. You've got to get in there. And, um, just know that action is going to dissipate most fear and, and then the rest of it, it's kind of like that excitement, that thrill when you're going down a roller coaster, you know, and it's exciting and that's momentum, you know, and you got to learn to love the momentum. And then you've got to pick yourself up when you fail because failing forward is how you thrive Mm. in life and in business. And so you've got to figure out a way to get, get yourself a book, listen to the podcast, do whatever you've got to do to understand that there is a lesson in literally everything. Just take full and complete responsibility for yourself and your life, and own your decision and go after just go after it. Go after it.:
1: Drop the mic. Fail forward, folks. Fail forward. This has been katie barnett we are infinity x replay on we are infinity x youtube and we are infinity katie you have rocked our microphone tonight
0: it was an it, honor uh, it
1: was an absolute pleasure really really appreciate it and uh, like i said i look forward to future conversations with you because i know that there's things that we could co-create together but folks again I want to thank you for joining us on another session of Infinity X. Uh, replay on weareinfinityx.com. We are Infinity X YouTube. We've been joined tonight by Katie Barnett. Check her out on Instagram at Katie Barnett. Um, and until next time, folks, Katie, again, thank you so much. We will see everybody on another session of Infinity X. Peace.
0: Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Infinity X. Don't forget to check us out on YouTube by searching We Are Infinity X. Until next time.